all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. A letter is no good if it's written but never received. You could put so much thought into it, but if it never gets delivered to the person that it was addressed to, it doesn't accomplish its purpose. But God always intended that His inspired letters would be recorded and received and read and relayed. We have been studying one of those inspired letters, this brief note to a friend we call the book of Philemon, and I want to remind you that it is a parallel to the book of Colossians. In fact, if you go back in your Bible to the end of the little book we know as the book of Colossians, to Colossians chapter 4, you will see this connection. The Apostle Paul actually references uh, Onesimus, the same man who is the main character in the little book that we have been studying. In Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 7, we read this, All my state shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts, with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. So get the mental picture. Get the, get the understanding. There are two men walking along on a road. Each of them has a letter in hand. One man is named Tychicus. The scroll in his hand would be what we now call the book of Colossians. The other man, this slave turned convert to Christ named Onesimus, he has a little scroll in his hand. It is this note to a friend we call the book of Philemon. It's interesting the parallels between the two letters. Colossians is really an explanation of Christ's hope and grace. And Philemon is an illustration of Christ's hope and grace. They, they're connected not just geographically, but spiritually in their subject matter. And I love the fact that they're both carrying letters of hope. Friend, I want to say to you today, it's time to carry the letter. This letter we've been studying, this letter we've received and read and enjoyed, it's time to carry the letter. It's time to transfer the message of it to those who've never heard. Do you see yourself in this story? When you see the Bible, you want to see God in the Bible, ultimately. You want to see others, these Bible characters that God gives us as illustrations and example, but you want to see yourself in Scripture. It's the mirror, you remember. So who are we in this story? Well, first of all, we are all Onesimus. We are all in need of divine grace, all of us. Did you know that in Paul's day, the slaves who would travel, these servants who would travel, had to have papers in hand? And without papers, they could be imprisoned. Maybe that's why he was imprisoned in Rome to start with. Or they could be even put to death. So here is Onesimus carrying a paper in his hand. We now call it the book of Philemon. What is it? It was a letter of pardon. Into eternity, every man carries one of two letters, either a debt or a letter that says paid in full either payment required or payment received. Do you remember what Paul's letter said? He said, if he owes anything, put it on my account, I'll pay it. A friend, into eternity, every man carries some letter, either that their sin debt must be paid or 
Their sin debt has been paid in full, and they have Christ's good credit on their account. Yes, we are all Onesimus in need of divine grace. And then we're all Paul in places of divine appointment. Remember, Paul was in prison when all this happened. Isn't it amazing how Onesimus gets saved and this inspired letter, along with others, gets written from prison? I'll remind you what Scripture says, that we may be bound, but the Word of God is not bound. Wherever you are geographically today, wherever you are circumstantially, God has someone for you to reach. God has something for you there. You know, only God knows uh, where Paul's greatest work was done. Only God knows that, and only God knows when. I found it interesting that in this book, Paul refers to himself as Paul the Aged. We think he's at least 60 years of age here, but he's an older man, not a young man, not a middle-aged man in his strength. He's an aged man. I love what my pastor used to say, the prime of life is any time in life when you're in the center of God's will. So wherever you are today, you're in a place of divine appointment. I have a dear friend who is, is homebound much of the time, and recently I was talking with him, and he's had so many physical things to deal with, very great difficulty to deal with, and yet he's been praying that God would use him to bring people to Jesus. So you know what the Lord's been doing? God's been bringing people to him, business people, uh, folks to come to the house to do work, uh, people coming in and out, and he's led a number of them to the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. A friend, your prayers are not bound. The word of God is not bound. God is certainly not bound by your circumstances. And so we are all Onesimus in need of divine grace. We are all Paul in places of divine appointment. And then we are all Philemon in trust of a divine message. Philemon obviously must have obeyed. He obviously must have forgiven. He obviously must have restored Onesimus, or this letter would not be in our Bible. And then, ponder this, he not only did the right thing himself, but he must have passed this personal letter on. He must have shared it with the church. Otherwise, we wouldn't have it today. How did we get this personal note that was written to a friend? It's obvious to me Philemon passed it on. He believed it was important enough to get it out and to share it with other people. We come full circle back to where we started Uh, The book opens with fellow laborers and fellow soldiers. It closes with fellow prisoners and fellow laborers. Uh, He saw his his connection, and he used that connection to pass on the truth. Can you imagine carrying a letter of pardon and never delivering it? Can you imagine having in your possession the letter that would free a man and keep him from death and being so negligent as not to pass it on? And yet that's exactly what we do when we know about Christ's mercy and grace and hope and forgiveness and we keep it to ourselves and we even rejoice in it ourselves but we fail to share it with others who are still bound by their sins. I say again, it's time to carry the letter. It's time to get the news out. I'm not suggesting simply that you share these studies. I hope you will. But I am asking you, I'm pleading with you. In the words of Paul, I beseech thee, Take the general message of this letter, the message of grace and hope and forgiveness, and share it with someone today. Don't keep it to yourself, friend. Pass it on. Remember in verse 6, Paul referred to Philemon and every good thing which is in you. My mind immediately goes to Romans chapter 1 where Paul said, So as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Just take what's been put in you and pass it on to someone else. Let's close our study of this little note to a friend where the Holy Spirit does. 
Verse 25 says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. What a beautiful way to end with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we all need today. Is your spirit troubled? You need the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you in a hard place? You need the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you called on to to forgive, uh, to restore, to help some hurting soul? You and they need the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's how the letter opened. This note to a friend opened in verse 3 with grace to you. And it closes with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. You see, from start to finish, it's all grace. God's work in me and God's work through me, it's all grace. And the message I need, you need, and the whole world needs today from start to finish is one thing. It's all grace. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live in the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.